Nothing stirs me up more than our redemption. You know, the devil is completely 100% paralyzed and defeated. He has nothing on you. The world has nothing for you. It is so good to be living in Christ today. Amen. Well, to say that it's an honor to be here would be an understatement. First of all, you, you, we're here in October. On the way here, Zoe told us it was October 10th. And I thought, well, that's a pretty good memory, isn't it? Don't you think? And then she clued us in on the fact that she had a notebook and wrote down the, the date. But that's all right. So to be invited back is a nice thing, but Creed and I love this church. We absolutely love it. And we love your pastors. You know, iron sharpening iron is a good thing. And I appreciate our relationship. And, you know, um, your pastors really do love you. And, and, and we have the honor of spending time with them. And um, it always comes back to the church and how much he loves the church. And, and Pastor Renee as well, obviously. And it's a real thing. And you're blessed because, you know, there's some churches that have pastors who aren't called to that office. In this case, you have pastors who are really called to this office. So um, take care of them. I know they're taking care of you. And so thank you again for having me in, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Renee. I'll do my best not to make a mess of your church in the next hour or so. Um, I, okay, there's a clock, so I'm going to make sure to be sweet, because I know that the heart can only endure as much as the hind end. <laughs> that might not be in the Bible that it'll preach anyway, okay? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you ready to go? Yes. Here we go. So as uh, Pastor Jeff mentioned, um, <clears throat> I was... Uh, well, the title of the message, okay, let's make this an official sermon, shall we? <laughs> now, I know, I know that uh, Pastor Renee knocked it out of the park last week, yeah. right? Yeah. Talking yeah. about the inward witness, yeah. right? Yeah. And so the title of my message is, <clears throat> The Inward Witness and the Still Small Voice. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything more clever than that, so there you go. <laughs> the Inward Witness and the Still Small Voice. So... I'm like you. I want to fulfill the plan of God. Yeah. Right? This is a hungry Tuesday night. Yeah. And so we're on the same page. Yeah. And uh, so I want to tell you about what your pastor, uh, we were talking about that day when I mentioned something the Lord said to me. So one day I was praying. How many know it's good for preachers to pray, but yeah. especially Christians, yeah. children of God, it's good to pray. Yeah. So if you're taking notes, write that down. It's good to pray. And I was just seeking the Lord, fellowshipping with the Lord, having a good time, you know, telling him how much I love him and um, you know, praying. Uh, and, and, and I remember, too, praying a prayer of consecration. Pray prayers of consecration. The prayer went something like this. I'll pray, I'll say, Lord, now, and I'll name all the things I don't want to do. Because that's consecration. Like, okay, people talk about walking in love. This is free, no charge. Walking in love is the people that you want to knock out. I never, honestly, I never want to knock out my wife. I don't walk in love toward her because she never irritates me. It's true. <laughs> so a prayer of consecration is praying stuff that you don't want to do. That's a heart test. Yeah. All right, so I'll pray stuff like this. I don't know how yours is. Mine goes something like this. I say, Lord, now, if you want me to sell my house and move to a city, I'll do it. We have a nice home in the country. Okay, God bless us, but I'm willing to go. Bags are always packed for the Lord, right? Father, if you want me to move to China, I'll go. I don't even want to visit China. I'm even not liking Chinese food anymore. 
Nothing against Chinese folks, it's just the food. It makes my belly grumble, you know what I'm saying? I know none of you have ever been there. That buffet will knock you out, man. I said, Lord, now if you want me to move to Manhattan, I'll do it. I don't even want to visit Manhattan. I don't. I, I, when I think of going to see my beloved Yankees, I, I want to fly in and take a car to the stadium and have somebody drive me back and get out of there as fast as I can. I, I don't even want to go. Actually, I don't even want to go to Yankee Stadium right now. Okay. I'll say, Lord, now if you want me to move to uh, Chicago, I'll go. If you want me to quit flying, I'll quit flying because I'm a pilot. I love to fly. It's my, one of my favorite things to do, and it's a profession right now. But I'll give it up for you, Lord. Okay, so I'm just giving you an example because you came here to get examples, right? And, all right, now, but, and then I, I said, now, Lord, and then I started talking about some things concerning my life, ministry, the plan, the call, okay? Um, and without getting into it, it doesn't really matter, but just the next step. Everybody wants to know the next step. Don't you want to know the next step for your life? And so just like you, I pray about these things because I don't want to miss it, right? I, I just want to hit it every time. And I would say, now here's, here's something, here's where the Lord spoke to me. So I said, now Lord, make it clear to me. Anybody ever pray that way? Make it clear. What's the next step? Would you please make it clear? Hello, make it clear, Lord. Hello. Would you please make it clear? Now, is there anything wrong with that? Everybody's looking at me like, I prayed that way five minutes ago on the way to church. <clears throat> and you know what the Lord said to me? I heard that in my heart. I didn't hear a voice. We'll get to it, actually, what that was later, a little later. Right. He said this. He said, I don't mumble. I don't mumble. I speak clearly. But it's your responsibility to get your spirit tuned in so you could hear my voice clearly. See, it's our responsibility. So he said, I don't mumble. I speak clearly, but it's your responsibility to tune your spirit in. See, God put it on me. But I like it when God puts it on me. Because then I can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like, this may sound silly, but, you know, I'm a turkey hunter. And um, not as a profession, just as a hobby. <laughs> turkey nuggets are real good on a grill, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So... You know, if I'm turkey hunting and I make a mistake, I can handle that. And I've made plenty of mistakes in the turkey woods. But if somebody, see another hunter comes in and bumps into me or does something or, you know, then I get a little upset. Sure. But then I forgive them and then I don't shoot them. <laughs> but I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody's happy now. But when it comes to spiritual things, I like it that it's up to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Great. A lot of people don't like that. I don't get that because it's like, I can always do something about me. I can't always do something about others, but I can always change me. Now, so then when the Lord said that to me, it reminded me of something. And I learned this at Bible school, but it's like those old radios. Now, if you're 35 and over, you're going to get this. If not, you know, we'll pray for you. you you'll get there. Just keep living. <laughs> you'll get there. So the old radios had the tuners on. I mean, we have a clock radio that we rarely use. But sometimes I'll tune in at like 90.9 in the morning's Family Life Network and listen to the weather. Kevin Williams, right? 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Don't look at me all holy. You know who Kevin Williams is. <laughs> so I'll tune that in. Now, if you can get close to 90.9, but it could be fuzzy, yeah, sure. right? Yeah. 
but then when you just turn it just a little bit, it comes in clear. And so I saw that. I'm like, it's, it's up to me. I have to tune in. And I'm going to tune in. And so in seeking the Lord, I'm more on how to tune in. That's where we get our, today's message from. So how, have you, how many of you would like to learn how to tune in, how to tune your spirit in? So then when God speaks, you hear it clearly. And you'll know what to do because my God does not mumble. <clears throat> Amen. So in order to fine tune our spirit, we must take a little bit closer look at what it means to have a recreated spirit. We need to know. Uh, now, Caleb's back there. You ready for some scriptures? I'm in the New King James, okay? I can't prepare for Mayville. I got me my New King James Bible. <clears throat> I got me a preaching Bible today, all right? So 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Some verses we'll go through a little quicker. Some we're going to stop and camp. All right? <clears throat> we need to understand that we're spirit beings. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that we are a spirit. Now I know you've been taught well here, but let's review it. Because that'll never change. You're, you are a spirit. You have been a spirit. You will be a spirit. That's who you are. You're a spirit that has a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. And you live in a body. Okay? Now, check it out. The body's easy to figure out. All you got to do is pinch yourself, and that's your body. Okay? So we're not going to take any time talking about the body. <clears throat> the soul, sometimes the soul, we're confused, right? We start thinking that our soul is our spirit, but it's not. The soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. God will not lead you. He will not lead me through our mind, will, and emotions. You cannot trust your squirrely little mind. You cannot trust your emotions. Do, listen, if we can separate ourselves from our emotions, we're going to go a lot further in God than... Some folks are so emotional. Just Everything's emotion, you know? Reverend Greer was talking about the, the rock concerts based on emotion. Remember saying that? I'm like, I never thought of that before, Reverend Greer. I was thinking of some, uh, even Christian rock concerts, you know, it's... Um, uh, Skillet's a band that's a famous Christian band. It's all emotion. Yeah. They get you so wound up, you want to bang your head against the wall. You don't know why. You know? Yeah. I love the Lord. You go home with a concussion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, need to, you go straight from a skillet show to a healing line. It's just crazy. <laughs> and it's emotion's fault. Yeah. Right? It's emotion. But we're, if you look at your spirit, that's where God really leads you. Yeah. Because you are a spirit. Okay? Now turn in your Bible <clears throat> to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The spirit-filled life. Huh? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I like that. The spirit-filled life. Now, the spirit. Let's talk about our spirit. We have to understand some things about our recreated spirit. Yeah. Okay? Now, this is one of the most exciting things you'll ever find in the Bible. So if you feel you need to get up, dance, shout, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I won't judge you might join you. But when Jesus Christ died on that cross, you were there. Every sin, every sickness, all the disease, all the lack, all the depression, it was all right there on him. It was placed on him on that tree. It was there. Your sin was there. You were represented that day on that cross. And Jesus 
took a whooping for you, and he took a whooping for me, and it wasn't just physical, oh, it was spiritual. My God, my God, why is thou forsaken me? For the first time in eternity, the presence of God was taken away from his only son. Why did he do that? Why? For God so loved the world. He did Jesus, right? It was all based in love. But you were there. And then, let me read this verse and we'll go, okay? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Oh, I'm in verse 23. Did I mention that yet? I'm sorry, 523. Therefore, <laughs> if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have come, become new. Now, we'll get there in a minute. So Jesus went to that cross, and then he died on that cross. Where did Jesus go when he died on the cross? Anybody know? Did he go to Walmart? No. Did he go to Toronto? No. He went straight to hell, and he paid a penalty for you and for me that we never could pay. He took all that disgusting, all the disgusting things that mankind has done, he took it with him. Yeah. Amen? Amen. And he suffered in that place in our stead. I can't even fathom what it's like not to want to obey Jesus. How can you say no to Jesus after he went to hell for you? I mean, I'll go grill a piece of chicken in the summer, and I'll get my hand anywhere near that fire, and I jump back, and I say, oh, thank you for saving me. How could you not serve him? I don't understand that. It doesn't register. That's why I pray those prayers of going to China, because I'll do anything for the Lord. Well, for three days, <clears throat> he was in that, the place of the damned. And the devil thought he had him. But then God said, psych. <laughs> hey, God said, psych. And, and, and the claims of justice were satisfied. And hell was shaken. And all the demons just were thrown off of Christ. And he rose from the dead, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And he said, hey, baby, I got the keys of death. I got the keys of hell and the grave. And forever he obtained an eternal victory. And guess who he gave that victory to? Guess who shares in that victory? Guess who rose with Jesus Christ that day? You and I rose. You say, but I don't remember that. No, your spirit, your spirit was there. He did it for all of us. He did it for those who were before and those that will come. He set the whole world free. And what a shame that people reject Christ because they go to hell with their sins completely forgiven. Mm. But we have been made new. Born again. Set free. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he's brand spanking new. You are a new creation. You ain't a sinner anymore. I said you ain't a sinner anymore. You say, yeah, but I struggle. Well, welcome to life. That's what we have the Lord for in the Bible and repentance and forgiveness and grace. I don't mean you purposely go off and be a knucklehead, but we all make mistakes. So stop being a crybaby. Oh, is this okay? <laughs> stop being a crybaby and get over yourself. Jesus set you free. You were so important to him that he died and went to hell for you. That's how important you are to God. And when you became born again, you became a non-sinner. Right. I said, you ain't a sinner. Right. You say, well, how come I sin? Well, we're all growing, but again, there's repentance. But listen, let me ask you this question. How many of you are going to heaven if you drop dead right now? Okay, check it out. How many sinners are in heaven? 
11, 25, how many? Any? So you'd be the first one then. Well, they put a monument up there. So since there's no sin, so you've got to see yourself the way that God sees you. You're looking at this the way you see you. Stop looking up here with your brain. Get your emotions out of this. Right? Oh, it's so good to be set free. So you have been made brand spanking new. And the Bible says that old things have passed away. All things have become new. So those old things have passed away. What's that mean? Well, passed away means dead. Separated. You know, I remember when my grandma passed. I went to her, her uh, viewing, you know, and uh, she was in the casket, open casket, that, that particular viewing. But, you know, I saw grandma there, but really that wasn't grandma. That was just her earth suit. She was in heaven dancing on the streets of gold. And she never would have come back. Don't feel bad for anybody that passes away that knows Jesus because they don't want to come back. Okay. And that grandma, now I looked at grandma and I thought, well, she's not here. She's not here. Why? She passed away. She's been separated from her body. So your spirit, the real you, right? Well, well, some of you will be separated from your body, but we've been separated from sin. The Bible says we've been brought out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his son. Oh, glory to God. I love being born again. Don't you? It's different. It's better. The world has nothing on us. Don't ever think the world has something on you. What do they have on you? Look at, think about their destiny. Anyway, we want to win them, don't we? <clears throat> Hallelujah. So our spirit has been recreated 100%. The old sin nature has been replaced by God's nature. <clears throat> Do you know that back, you heard of the Ark of the Covenant? Y'all are taught well here. Yeah. Ark of the Covenant. Well, the presence of God was in the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. And it was behind the temple veil, you know. <clears throat> well, when Jesus said it is finished, the veil was torn top to bottom. How would you like to see in that? Oh, man. I want some replays when I get to heaven. How about you? Yeah. I want some replays. Yeah. First, I'm going to get that replay, and then I'm going to see if Elvis is there. Amen? <laughs> Amen? 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 Sure hope so. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's okay to have fun at church. But that veil was torn in two. And the presence of God moved out of the Ark of the Covenant. Where did it go? It left the Holy of Holies. It went into you and me. The very presence of God is in us. Y'all ought to tap into that sometime. Oh, it's a game changer. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so since our spirit's been recreated, we communicate with God through our spirit. And that's why I wanted you to see that. Because we might think, well, how do we have the right? And the, well, God made us so we could just have open communication. You're right, that's too easy. I know. <laughs> Listen, if it was complicated, I would be doomed, okay? I would be, I'd be in big, big trouble. I'm glad the Word of God's easy. You know, when you get revelation, it's easy. All right. So, all right. So, we can expect to be led by the Spirit. Okay. So, <clears throat> the number one way that God leads us in the everyday affairs of life is through the inward witness. I know you talked about that last week, and we're going to talk about it some more this week. The inward witness. 
The inward witness. Now, what is the inward witness? Well, actually, let me say this first of all. <clears throat> Somebody might say, well, Rev, I thought that the, the number one way that God leads us is through his word. Yes, but don't miss, the, don't miss how it's worded, though, because I don't want you to think that anything replaces the... In the everyday affairs of life, that's how God leads us mainly through the inward witness. Because how many know, like, when I met my wife, okay, when I met my wife, <clears throat> I didn't have a scripture. I never opened it and said, thus saith the Lord, Mary Karini Yamashita. I mean, I didn't even bother looking. I already knew it wasn't there. I mean, not that I have the whole thing memorized or anything. And yeah, I was at Bible school, living the dream in the middle of nowhere. But I did not even look because I knew I wouldn't find that. God will lead you with what job and, and, and uh, who's to be your pastor and where you're to serve. God will lead you in all these things. All that stuff's not in the Bible, right? So <clears throat> we can expect him to lead us that way. All right, so the inward witness. Turn in your Bibles to two openings. How about Proverbs chapter 20? Some of you know where I'm going anyway. Well, that's cool. The Bible hasn't changed. <laughs> Proverbs 20 and first, I'm sorry, make that uh, Romans. Proverbs 20 and Romans chapter 8. I just love the word. All right, Proverbs chapter 20. And I'm going to do my best to teach you about the inward witness. <clears throat> I have some examples in my life that I'm going to share with you shortly of both being led with a green light, a warm fuzzy feeling, you could call it, or a red light, a check in your heart. And you all know what I'm talking about. Because really the inward witness is on the inside of you. It's like a knowing. It's like a, an intuition. Thank God it's not woman's intuition because then all the guys will be left out. <laughs> right? It's intuition for all of us. Yeah. It's just that sometimes there's that feeling in the inside of you that this is the thing to do, this is right. Yeah. Other times it's that thing on the inside of you that says run for the hills. Yeah. And we'll get there. We'll get there. Now, <clears throat> Proverbs 20, 27 says this, that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Let's read that again. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. <clears throat> and then we know in Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Again, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, yeah. not your brain. Not your body, your spirit. Yeah. The spirit himself bears witness with your spirit that we're the children of God. Okay, now, <clears throat> I've known these verses for a long, long time. But I've always wanted to find a way to illustrate this. I believe the Lord gave me some. You judge it. You judge it. If you don't like it, you come up here and preach. <laughs> I mean, no, that's good. I'm kidding. That's good. I have a lot of fun in life. No, I'm not being a sinner by messing with my phone during service. All right. <clears throat> All right. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Yeah. So the spirit of man, God, it's like God owns it and it's his lamp. 
All right, now check this out. For this illustration, hope you like it. This, this iPhone represents the spirit of man. Okay? And I'm representing the Lord in this illustration. Don't throw stones. All right. So, <clears throat> since the spirit of man is owned, like, by the Lord, we belong to him. And he's doing something in us. He wants to illuminate us through our spirit. So how does he do it? Well, in our spirit, we'll get back to that. In our spirit, I envision it like this. Follow me. Everything that you are to do in your life, God has already downloaded. Yes. As far as he's concerned, it's already done. Right. We're the ones that are getting bits and pieces at a time, right? Yeah. But God's not, like, surprised when he leads us in one way and we hear it. He already knows that. It's, it's, God doesn't go, oh, really? <laughs> he doesn't say, oh, really? Wow. That's news to me, son. Okay. So... On the inside of you, whatever it is, whether it's through uh, your job, your family, your ministry, whatever business, it's there. Yeah. And it's in this, it's, it's, it's like it's in this big cavern loaded with really cool stuff, like all the riches and treasure and all the great things that God will have for us to do. It's there. But we don't always see it, do we? That's why we're seeking Him. We want to see more. Okay, I'm in the right church then. But <clears throat> the spirit of man is God's lamp. And, and there's time, I'll tell you, you get in prayer, and God will start to show you things. He'll start to show you things. Remember in Ephesians chapter 1.18, it said, I believe it's 1.18, you can look it up later, but Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Right? That you would know the hope of your calling. God wants to illuminate the hope that you're called to you. He wants to illuminate, show you. Illuminate means show you. If we shut all the lights off, we'd be like, you know, but then you turn the lights on. And you see things. You see the pulpit. You see the screen. So on the inside of us, God's only going to show you what you need to know. You don't want to know what you don't need to know yet. You'll fall. It'll hurt you. But God is, he's in your spirit showing you things. Everybody see the light okay? I know I'm short. Should I get on a chair? He's showing you things. He wants to illuminate things to you. Right? The Holy Ghost wants to illuminate things to you. And then when you see it, oh, come on. Have you ever been praying or seeking God or meditating in the Word, and all of a sudden you say, I see it. I see it. Well, did you see it with your eyeballs? You saw it with the eyeballs of your spirit. And then it bore witness on the inside of you that that's so. It's the same thing when God reveals things to us. It's the same thing. The Holy Ghost, he knew it all the time, you know. He knew it all the time. But all of a sudden, he's like, Boom, there you go. What do you think of that? And then it bears witness what's on the inside. And oh, glory to God. And it brings revelation to us. And it brings peace to us. And joy. And responsibility. That's good preaching. I don't care who you are. That's good preaching. Amen? So God is showing us things in our spirit. So don't get upset. You know what happens sometimes? What, What can happen is we get so bummed out because we don't see more. Just whatever he showed you, go with that. Just obey him there. He's not mad at you for not doing what he hasn't showed you yet. What kind of a mean heavenly father would that be? He ain't mean. He's good. Amen. So he'll show you things and it'll bear witness and it'll be right. <clears throat> so here, I want to give you some examples, just natural examples, okay? That uh, in my life <clears throat> and uh, the other day, for example, Pastor Jeff and I were flying to... Uh, Tennessee, and we were just having a good old time. 
and we were probably yakety yakking at that time. We were over Pittsburgh. Anybody ever been to Pittsburgh? Yeah. It's more fun to be over Pittsburgh, okay, just saying. <laughs> just saying. We were moving pretty quick. So ATC says, um, they alerted me. They said, traffic, 1 o'clock, 9,000 feet, an Airbus traveling northeast. So that just means there's an airplane we don't want to trade paint with in the sky. <laughs> now, we were at 8,000. The Airbus was at 9. Oh, he said level at 9, so I know we have 1,000 foot. They tell you anyway. It's courtesy, okay? So 1 o'clock is here. I look, 1,000 feet. There it is. There's the Airbus. Big old jet. Remember that jet? I said, Pastor Jeff, look at that jet right there. You see it? Yeah, I see it. I see it. That's simple. He bore witness. He bore witness. See how simple it is? Okay. I'm glad you're excited. Now, <laughs> the Bible says that, like this verse, we're still in the, yeah, yeah. So the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You know you're going to heaven. I asked you earlier, if your spirit left your body, how many of you know we go up and hands were up all over the place? Because you know. You know. Have you seen heaven? How many of you have been there? But, but we know we're, our citizenship is of heaven. Right? So on the inside of us, there's nothing that could talk you out of it. Just like there was nothing that could talk us out of that Airbus was there. One o'clock, 9,000 feet heading northeast. We saw it. We saw it. You couldn't change my mind in a million years. I saw it. All right, now... <clears throat> We have to follow the promptings of the Holy Ghost on the inside. We have to pay attention. Because, again, as I mentioned, sometimes you're going to get a green light, sometimes a red light. Um, <clears throat> and by the way, if you don't know, just slow down before you start heading in a direction. <clears throat> God is not going to be mad at you for not wanting to miss it. Right? Okay. So let me give you some more examples here. So... And I'm going to give you a green light story and then a red light story. It's things that happened in my life. Yeah. Okay. In May 17, 2015, May 17, 2015, you remember it was a Sunday. <laughs> um, I preached at Pastor Michael's church. And then Pastor Scott, you all know Pastor Scott, about 12 foot tall. Yeah. He took me out to eat. And uh, you should see him and I together, by the way. <laughs> Just remember, David won. Just remember, David won. <laughs> Pastor Scott, if you ever watch this on live stream, David won. <laughs> I like that story. Well, he was talking to me. We were having uh, a lunch, and he said uh, he was talking about how he took his son Josh on a discovery flight at the Dunkirk Airport. And at that time, I wasn't flying much at all. It had been a while. And uh, I always knew I'd be back into flying, though. I knew it on the inside. Yeah. Okay. So... He's yappity-yapping about flying. I, my juices are, I'm like, oh, man, I got to fly. I got to fly. It's a beautiful blue sky day like we had today. I'm like, oh, okay, hang on, hang on, Pastor Scott. I called my dad. He's too busy gardening. you got to be kidding me. You'd rather get your fingers dirty and go fly an airplane? So dad was busy gardening. Okay. Thank, thanks, dad. But then I called uh, my Uncle Luigi and uh, Uncle Louie. Hey, I got an Uncle Louie. Don't mess with him. I'm not, yeah. So I called my Uncle Lou, and he set me up with a pilot. So we have the pilot. You want to know this pilot. Uh, but uh, he, he let me sit in the left seat. I got to fly an airplane. And Pastor Scott in the back. And Pastor Scott in the back of a small airplane is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> we had to like butter him up and you know what I mean? <laughs> Boom! Get in there. I don't even know if you wore a seatbelt. I hope so. You're going to have to call him. But So we flew and it just dropped in me. 
dropped in me. What am I doing on the ground? I mean, it was supernatural. Nothing weird happened, but it's on the inside. Like, ooh. See, supernatural things, it's not always spectacular. The leading of the Holy Ghost is, it's, it's so, it's, I don't even look for spectacular. If it happens, fine. I could care less. I just want God. When I get God, it's always supernatural. He'll put super on your natural. That's how good he is. Anyhow, I'll get back to the airplane. Right? So we flew, and then I got back into flying. Now, the Lord led us to buy an airplane. <clears throat> and at first, we were going to go thirds with my uncle and my father, uh, who were uh, like mentors to me in aviation, and they were going to do a little business plan with it. And then they, they both bailed on it. Um, I'm not mad. I, it just, you know, I've already taken care of their family behind the scenes, but um, <laughs> they, bailed, they bailed on me, which is fine. And so I'm like, oh, you know, I really want to get this plane. It just seems like God, you know. I, I don't want to depend on the airport to have planes for me to fly. Because, I mean, I go after something. I'm like a dog on a hunt. You know what I mean? I'm after it. Like, when it's time to go, it's, hut, hut, go. You know, I'm after it. Sometimes i got to be real then, but here we go. And so I, I um, it just, we talk about these things. We're going to get this on our own. Just a leading on the inside. Now, naturally speaking, that was the stupidest thing you could ever have thought of. We weren't rolling in the money at the time. It was, a, it was a low time in our financial life. It was probably, the, in the actual, the most idiotic time to buy an airplane. But we bought it. We bought it. God led us to a beautiful little bird. Beautiful little bird. I was called Creedy's Airplane because I came home that day. Remember what I said? She said, what did you do today? I said, I bought you an airplane, girl. <laughs> I bought you. I'm going to take you shopping in that thing. And... And to this day, you ask the students at our flight school, they, they, they call that Karini's airplane. That's, that's your wife's. If they don't know her name, they say, that's your wife's airplane. Does your wife fly? No, she just goes to the mall. She barks at me when we hit a bump like I knew it was coming. Like I, I can see the bumps, you know, but ah, we have a good time, don't we? Don't we? So, but I tell you, I had a green light in my spirit. I was excited on the inside. I was excited. I tell people, we're getting an airplane. We're getting a plane. And, and so we did. Now, when we got that bird, I had no idea, no idea that we would eventually uh, be led to take over our family, the family business, our flight school. I had no idea. It wasn't even on my radar. It just, it just, God did that. I had no intention of becoming a flight instructor. I just wanted instrument rating so I could blast through the clouds, you know, and just, I didn't want to have to ask. I just take the plane like you take a car. I had no idea, but we follow it. See, I just had a little bit, a little bit. I saw a little bit, and God opened doors and opened doors. And that little airplane, I'll tell you, we, we, God showed us how to buy it, and we got the bad boy. I'll tell you one thing, that thing has paid itself off over and over and over again. It's the workhorse in our fleet. And I give God all the glory, and I'm so thankful that fear didn't come in, because I'm looking at that like, okay. But I knew it was God, and God proved it. It proved itself. <clears throat> Amen. Now, let me tell you a red light story. Let me tell you a story when God showed me something. Yeah. Amen. How are we doing on time? Okay, we're good. Now, I was, um, and God will lead you that way. He'll lead you with just that, that green light feeling on the inside. That's yeah. God. It's your spirit talking to you. Right. Okay. So, we, uh, when the church started in Jamestown, there was a, um, very early on, uh, they had this thing called Pillars of God. It was a, a ministry um, I think Pastor Tim started that, if I remember right. I don't know if he was the pastor yet, but I think he started that. 
So that's how long, because he started pastoring in 06, so it's been a long time. And um, we'd go there, and this is before most of the younger couples at that time had children, so we'd stay out late and play foosball and just tear it up. You know what I mean? We were really living it up on Friday nights. Yeah. So <clears throat> I never was good at foosball. I stunk at it. Just, Zoe beats me. You know what I mean? She crushes me. That's why I won't Bella today. I don't play these kids. They, they hurt. They hurt me. So we're at Pillars, and um, you know, of course, you invite people, and people show up. And I don't know if we advertise, maybe, maybe not. But <clears throat> there was a there was a gal that showed up to this um, this ministry that uh, I had known from high school days. <clears throat> and at first, you're like, "Wow, there's so and so. How you how you doing? You know, good to see you. How you doing? What's new?" And then, but on the inside of me, there's something wrong with this girl. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. I'll tell you later, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I tell you, I had this check in my heart. Something wrong with this girl. Something wrong with her. <clears throat> and um, so later on, um, I don't know if it was that day or later on, I, I just, you know, reviewing that in my spirit. So you could tap in, you get quiet. And like, what, what's up with that? Is there something I need to know? <clears throat> I heard a word in my spirit. What it is, it was my spirit talking to me. Yeah. See, your spirit is in cahoots with the Holy Ghost that's on the inside. Your spirit will hear the Holy Ghost say something, then it'll say something to you. That's your conscience. Follow that conscience. Your conscience is recreated. It's trustworthy. It's constantly hanging out with the Holy Ghost. You can trust it. So I heard a word in my spirit. It was this. Homewrecker. I heard that word, and you think, oh, that's too bad, you know, because you want to help people. So obviously we put the brakes on. And I bounced it off my pastor who uh, he was, I guess he wasn't pastoring at the time, but I remember talking to him. He said, I got the same thing in my spirit. Wow. Long story short, as time went on, she left the ministry after not too long. As time went on, it was proven to be true. So, what is that red day? What's that check? What's that warning? Yeah. The inward witness, that's the Holy Ghost bearing witness with your spirit that, hey, there's, there's, there's trouble there. Yeah. There's trouble. Yeah. Don't go down that road. You, you got to be careful with her. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the leading of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the inward witness. And we all, I'm sure we all could tell stories like this. And we could tell stories when we missed it. I didn't bring any of those with me. <laughs> hey, oh, I've missed it many times. But if you're quick to repent, he'll, he'll, he'll forgive you. You may have a little time to recover, but he'll forgive you. All right, praise the Lord. So, <clears throat> Again, what was that? What was that in my spirit? What was that that I heard? What was that that said to me, I don't mumble? That was my own conscience, my own, the voice of my spirit, that still small voice, that inward voice speaking to me. It's, it's a little bit different than the inward witness, but it's just as easy to understand. It's not out there in a woo land. It's on the inside. And I heard that in my heart, and I heard homewrecker. Yeah. My conscience speaking to me, that still, small voice. Yeah. <clears throat> Bless God. You know, if you get close, if, if, you, if we get, let's leave a we. If we get to the place where we are so tuned into our spirit, and we hear the voice of God, there'll be a day where even though sometimes we think that it's tough to hear and it's quiet, there'll be a day if we stay with it, it'll be like a megaphone. We'll hear it so clear, we'll know it. And, and it, just, it just takes practice. And, and in a minute, we're going to get into some things we can do. All right. <clears throat> so the voice of your conscience is that still, 
small voice. Now, is that is that as, as good as the Lord speaking to you? Well, sure it is. Sure it is. That is the Lord speaking to you. He's leading you. He's showing you things. He's pointing out things in your spirit with that light. He, he's protecting you. And when your conscience speaks, you need to listen. And it's really not hard to locate your conscience. I'll give you an example. You're at Walmart, little old lady shopping in front of you, and, and she drops a $20 bill and walks away. You, didn't, you weren't just blessed by God financially. <laughs> right? That isn't an answer to prayer. It's not. It's not. What are you supposed to do? On the inside of you. Yeah, your mind would have thought, we're going to Olive Garden, get soup and salad. Mm, hallelujah, God is so good. Thank you, Father, for smiting that old lady so that I could have that 20. Is that, what, is, that, is that right? No, your conscience is like, grab the 20, flag her down, say, ma'am, you know you dropped your money. Okay? All right. So that's easy to, it's easy to find your conscience. It's not hard. Let's not make things hard. It's easy to hear from God. I said it's easy to hear from God. He's your heavenly father. He's not holding it out from you and not talking to you and mad at you. And, you know, God doesn't do the silent treatment. That ain't God. He's good. He's always talking. He always wants to fellowship. You know, one, pe one thing people say about this Mayville church, let me tell on y'all. <laughs> this church is all about fellowship. Fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. Well, yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah. One of the things. The fellowship here. But God's a God of fellowship. I was fellowship with him all day today. Just talking to my Lord. It's, it's easy. It's easy. And when your conscience speaks, that still small voice, listen to it. Amen. Obey it. It's, it's safe. It's a safe place. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 9 and verse 1. Just in case you wondered if it's scriptural. Can you go to the Amplified on this one, please? You have Amplified back there? Awesome. I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. Well, that's a good thing. Hello. <laughs> my conscience. Everybody say my conscience. My conscience, my conscience was, which is enlightened and prompted by the Holy Spirit bearing witness in me. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. So when the Holy Ghost bears witness with you and when your spirit's talking to you, that is the voice of God. See, the world has nothing on us. They have nothing on us. We talk to the creator of the universe every day. Every day. He's on our side. We're on his side. We're teammates. We're in this together. Hallelujah. So we're going to trust that, that still small voice. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me make sure I missed anything. I made sure to be a good old boy and get me some notes here. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. In our final moments here, I want to talk to you about what can we do to fine-tune our spirit because it's cool to to know that all this is available to us and but I want to know practically what can I do again God spoke to me but if I don't do anything what's it matter it's kind of wasted I don't want to waste God's time I want to waste his word to me that's precious to me and when God speaks to you and you hear it in your spirit that's precious to you take value in it put value in that you know, there's, there's certain people in your life that will talk to you you won't put any value in. Like, and I'm not picking on anyone. Like, say you go to the grocery store and 
the clerk says, uh, you know, uh, did you get everything you wanted or whatever you had? Okay, have a nice day. That conversation isn't as important as, say, when your spouse talks to you. Right. Right? There's different levels. But we need to value what the Lord says to us. Value it. Get, make it. Make it like, picture it like gold coming out into your spiritual ears. And how precious that is to, 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 to have communication with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? So what can we do to fine tune that radio? Anybody over 35? Oh, never mind. I shouldn't ask that. Fine tune. How are we going to fine tune that thing? Our spirit. So we hear clearly. Anybody want to know? Yeah. Me too. You tell me. There's, I got four things. Now, there's a lot we can get into, but there's four things that seem good to me in the Holy Ghost. And you're taught very well at this church, so we're going to touch on some things. And no doubt you've learned here, or you're going to learn here. So um, anyway, this, right? You'll teach them that, promise? All right. <laughs> hey. Number one, can you go with me to Joshua 1.8? Anybody ever read that verse? Yeah. We'll go in the New King James, please. Joshua 1.8. The first thing we need to do to fine-tune our spirit is meditate yeah. daily, consistently on the Word of God. You don't have to turn here, but Jesus said in John 6.63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The Word of God is spirit. It's real. It's alive. It's, it's, it's a living thing. You know, this Bible right here, it's, it's my Mayville Bible because it's New King James. <laughs> That's true. Pastor Jeff, he asked me to pray. I said, I got to get my New King James out. But the words in this book, that's the Word of God. This, this book is not the Word of God. This is a book with, with printing on it, right? Black and some red printing and ribbons and... and and you know, when I ordered this, I got the wrong, I got the wrong leather. I wanted the other one. I messed up. But that's free, no charge. Don't put that in your notes. I'm just talking. Just talking. Just talking. But this word is not, uh, it doesn't become word until it becomes part of us, until it gets on the inside of us. Jesus said the words I speak in you are spirit and they're life. And so we need to get this on the inside. Nowhere in the Bible that I've found yet, maybe you have, you, we could talk after service, does it say to memorize? It's, I see where it says to meditate. Yeah. Meditate. Meditate. What does that mean? It means to mutter it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Speak the word to yourself. Let your, let your physical ears hear what your spirit's saying. Because yeah. yeah. what meditation does is it takes the word from the natural and brings it into the spirit. Because if you just read this, you know, you could read this to be spiritually dead and it's just words and you, you get bored and go, go to Walmart. But, if you, but when you're a Christian and you meditate, it becomes life to you. Yeah. It changes you. Yeah. Literally, you could have one session with the Lord and meditating on his word. Everything will change. Your answer will come. Because why? Because this word is life. It's spirit and it's life. It's spirit and it's life. So meditate on it, mutter it to yourself, speak it over yourself. I mean, memorization is okay, because then you could, you know, quote it. But memorization won't do much. Meditation, oh, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Remember the psalmist of old said, Thy word have I hid in my that I may not sin against thee. He didn't say he hid it in his head. Some of us don't have, well, I won't go there. I won't go there. I'm going to be nice but our heart. And that's where our spirit is. And so by meditating on the word, hallelujah, 
Good things happen now. Uh, is this scriptural? Let's see, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Prosperity, success, where does it come from? Of course, all blessings come from God, but you meditate in the word, and all of a sudden, and notice it says, you will make your way prosperous. Puts the responsibility on you. So I say that I'm prosperous. I say that I have good success. Now, God gets all the glory, and I'm depending on him. But I'm meditating this, and I believe it. I'm just crazy enough to believe the Bible. How about you? Amen, amen, amen. Second thing, besides meditating, be a doer of the word. James 1.22. James 1.22 says, be ye. Actually, pull that up. Yeah, oh, so be doers of the word and not hearers only. What are those last two words? Deceiving yourself. So when we get around the word and we don't do the word, we are setting ourselves up for a life of deception. And if we're living a life of deception, I'm here to tell you something, we're not going to hear clearly from God. Mm -mm. It's hard to hear from God when you're being deceived. When we don't do the word, we are setting ourselves up for a big fall. You know, deception comes in many ways. <clears throat> but again, we're putting the responsibility on ourselves tonight, yeah. right, to do the word. Yes. And, and, okay, let me go here. It seems in my heart. I don't know where it's going, but it's just one in my heart. So, so you just help me. So the, uh, you ever been duck hunting? <laughs> Anybody been duck hunting besides me? Want to go? Duck hunter? Yes, we got a duck hunter. <clears throat> this is not a special word for you, sir, but hey, if the shoe, if the shoe fits, we'll all put it out, right? So in duck hunting, um, <clears throat> you set a decoy spread. Some states you're allowed to have, a, in New York, uh, you're allowed to have the, uh, the wings. I forget what they call them. I haven't hunted in a while, but they have the wings that are spinning. You put some, some batteries in there, and the wings will spin. So to a duck flying over, it looks like there's a duck landing in its favorite pool. Uh, and uh, we usually set up in the evening. Morning and evening was always good enough for us. I don't, uh, good for us. So the evening is set up where they want to come back. And even if you bump ducks out, they want to come back. I found that out. So you sit there, and then you got these ones where they're, they're little uh, uh, backside sticking up like they're feeding. And then you got some that are, you could, you could get swimmers. They, they actually will swim around. You got to watch, you're not paying attention. You shoot your decoy, you know what I mean? You, you better, you, you, could, you could go broke quick on your duck decoys. So, but what are we doing here? We're setting the table of deception. Yeah. Oh, baby, that looks good, doesn't it? That looks good, ducky, ducky. Come on, ducky, ducky. I'm not a good caller. We don't have to be a good caller. You get your decoy set nice. And that ducky says, Ooh, I'm going to go down there. Next thing you know, he's on the grill. Deception. So when we live a life... <laughs> When we're not doers of the word, we set ourselves up for things looking good that ain't. And we'll go right into danger. But if we do the word, we'll be saved from that danger. Why? The spirit will say, hey, 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 decoy spread. Danger. Ooh, glory to God. I didn't know where that was going until he just showed me. That's good. 
I'm going to get this, this uh, recording. It's good. <laughs> well, the Lord's good. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the Bible's good. All right. <clears throat> Third thing, you ready? Take time to fellowship with God, especially by praying in other tongues. Take time to fellowship with God, especially by praying in other tongues. Is that scriptural? So glad you asked. A couple more verses back there. So go to uh, 1 Corinthians 14.2. 1 Corinthians 14.2. This overhead's great. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak unto men, but unto God. How many of you think it's good to speak directly to God? Yes. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Yeah. You know, when, when the Lord's looking in that, in your spirit, it's not a mystery to him, is it? It's a mystery to you. When you pray in the spirit, you're communicating directly with him. And the devil, man, he hates that. Yeah. Oh, does he hate it when you pray in tongues? Why do you think he's fought it so long in the church? He hates it because he's, he's not in the loop. That was a sneaky little thing. He wants to be in the loop. Ha! But when you pray in tongues, he's not in the loop. And God will show you things. And look what it says here. In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. It's not a mystery to God. He already knows what's in that cavern of your spirit. It's a mystery to you. And the more you pray, the more it's like, boom. He'll show you. It bears witness. Now you know. Everybody else like that besides me? That blesses me. In, in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, we're fixing, or 14, 14, we're fixing the clothes. Stay with me. You're also hungry tonight, you know, it's your fault. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. We're talking about fine-tuning our spirit. Oh, what a glorious blessing it is to pray in other tongues. Amen. It, it sharpens us. It builds ourselves up like Jude one twenty says. You, you get stronger and, and, and you become more sensitive to the things of God. <clears throat> Again, we're just touching on these. You're, you're taught so well here at this church. And the fourth and final thing, how you can fine-tune your spirit so you can clearly hear from God. <clears throat> instantly. Instantly. Everybody say instantly. Instantly, instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Instantly obey it. Your spirit will not lead you away from the plan of God. It'll lead you right to it. It'll lead you right to it. So whatever the Lord's saying, instantly, instantly obey. Go with that leading. You know, on that airplane thing, we bought that airplane. In my mind, it was so going, my mind was going nuts. I told you at that time, we weren't, you know, we didn't have much money. I, it was just like, really, an airplane? But my, my spirit was so alive to that. I couldn't deny it. Right here, right about here, my belly. It was just on fire with that. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And we did it. And my mind was on tilt. Oh, but I had such peace in my heart. But see, if I didn't obey that, it couldn't have led to the other blessings in business where it's, it's, it's sustained us, it sustains us financially. It's part of our, the, you know, the business plan. So instantly obey that voice. Now, <clears throat> in conclusion, as born-again believers, we can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Yes. Expect it. Yes. Don't let it surprise you. Yes. Actually, it would surprise you more if he didn't. Expect it. He will lead you. Yes. And when God speaks, it's clear. I want to encourage you to... Instead of saying, oh, Lord, make it clear, make it clear. I, I've changed in the last little bit here. I say, Lord, I thank you. When you speak, I hear clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I hear clearly. 
thank you that you love me so much you don't mumble. I hear clearly. And lastly, by tuning into our spirit, we will become skillful recognizing and obeying the inward leading of the Lord. By tuning into our spirit, we will become skillful in recognizing and obeying the inward leading of the Lord. God leads us through our spirit. Amen.